in a world where we can't even start an episode without going down the iCarly abyss. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Can of Worms <laughs> episodes of the Save It For The Podcast podcast. I'm your host, Aaron, and I'm joined by our other host, the beautiful, the magnificent, the absolutely marvelous... Neiman. Indeed. Now... Indubitably, <laughs> as Mary Poppins would say. Indubitably. Super Calibre. Okay, no, I don't want to get sued by the mouse, so we're, sk- we're skipping ahead of that, that catchy song. And so, here's the thing. <laughs> we had notes of things that we were going to talk about in the Can of Worms episode. Mm-hmm. Or at least I had notes. I don't want to drag Neiman into this. I'd like... Because Neiman is so put together, and I'm, you know, shit. Uh, so <laughs> untrue, untrue. No, 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 no. No. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I cleaned my room. Uh, what was that? You saw that too. I saw that too. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> ooh, ooh, is there ooh, a ghost okay. in my room? Yeah. Oh gosh, nobody's gonna be able to see this, but for so like I can see Neiman's room right now in an uncreepy way, and it's like all of a sudden there was a shadow just <laughs> just covering the entirety of the camera. Anyway, so um so yeah, I had my notes and now they're gone because I cleaned my room and you know how this you know how the song and dance goes. And the never clean your thing, room. Yeah, never, never clean, clean your room. never clean your room. Just stay in the perpetual state of purgatory, where everything is messy, but you know where everything is. That's right. So, that being said, I do have one thing, a single thing that I remember I wrote I wrote down mm-hmm. on there, which is the LGBTQA community. Now, um. I am a part of that community. <laughs> mm-hmm. So just saying, right? And as someone who's a part of that community, I just want to say um, there, like, homophobia does exist, transphobia does exist, all those do exist. Like, they're just the community is going through a lot of things from outside of the community itself. But it, the unfortunate case of events is, and I did not mean to make that reference while trying to be serious. Mm. <laughs> uh, the unfortunate truth of the matter is, let me just say, uh, there are discrimination coming from inside of the community as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like, just because someone can't keep an open mind does not make you invalid. That's all I want to say, okay? If you're transgender, great, that's valid. If you're bisexual, like me, great, that's valid. If you're ace, great, that's valid. If you're gay or lesbian, great, that's valid. If you Mm -hmm. don't know what you are, but you know you're not straight, great, that's valid. If you're straight, great, that's valid. As long as you're supportive. If not, then no, go away. (laughs) I hear Um, that. Yeah, there you go. That's that's honestly all I want to say about that. Yeah, because it it gives me great pain to know that, you know, people are going through discrimination both outside 
of their space safe space mm. and they can go through discrimination <clears throat> from the inside as well mm. so mm -hmm. yeah that's 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 all that's what i want to say <laughs> have you have you personally experienced um like against you or any like friends uh like within the community or has it mostly been external for you not from not from inside of the community but i do hear it happen and i and like i have had to console a bunch of my friends about this uh both in high school and in college so mm -hmm. it's it's um i have no other ways to put this it's just sad you know mm mm-hmm because the LGBTQA community can be like an awesome space and like it can be an amazing experience to be a part of that community. It's just mm -hmm. like at least the communities I was a part of is, is always so friendly and so supportive of each other. Not in, not only in a sexuality kind of way, but in a general life kind of way, you know? Mm -hmm. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, I am completely heterosexual. Okay. Uh, I'll just put that out there. So, you know, uh, get out of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a secret I hide with myself every day. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> hold on, let me just drink my tea. <laughs> oh, please. Yes. Mm. But I am a straight male. Um, I'll put that out there. Um, I I do want to say, you know, I think, you know, obviously I can't speak like for the community because I'm not, you know, a part of that, you know, the the kind of community that it is and what right. it's meant to be, right? Because, you know, as a straight person, you don't have to that's not something that people, you know, really pay attention to. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I think um a perfect example of this is, you know, growing up, you know, uh, I think at least in my experience and opinion, you know, I, obviously it's not perfect, but I do think, you know, we have been moving in better directions in terms of um, becoming more accepting. Not in Trump's America. Right, 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 right. Not not in Trump's America, but in terms of like general, yeah. you know, acceptance. Because here's here's the thing, right? Now, please continue speaking. I'm just going to do a thing and come back. Okay. Yeah, please keep speaking. Okay. Uh, so, also what I think is... Um, uh, shoot. <clears throat> Excuse me, I was clearing my voice. I think it has been going in better directions. Uh, like I said, um, when I was a kid, you know, um, I would always remember in elementary school, you know, homosexuality not being a part of uh, like the standard curriculum. Um, wasn't really something that was acknowledged. Um, and it wasn't really something that we had to uh, think about 
per se, like in school, because, you know, as an eight year old, you always had the assumption that everyone was like you for whatever reason. Right. Um, so also I'm back. Hey, you're back. Yay. Yep. It was very strange talking to the air. I was like, hmm. I am sorry. I am sorry. It's okay. I was like, wow, it's just, like I'm yeah. rehearsing my monologue. <laughs> oh, was that a theater reference? What? Theater? What? <laughs> Excuse me. I burped. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you exercise a function of your own body? <sighs> what the fuck? I'm sorry, Aaron. Next time I pee, I'll do it here, okay? <laughs> yeah, Gosh, that's what I, I won't fucking e- thought. I won't even mute. I'll mm-hmm. just let it, you know, you'll just hear yeah. the tinkle. Good, good, good. You're welcome. Okay, you were for saying that image in your head. <laughs> Don't worry, it's a can of worms episode. Exactly. We can do whatever we want. We can do whatever we want, bro. The, the three golden rules are provoked. Or, no, not provoked. Revoked? Revoked. Yeah, revoked. 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 Yes. There you go. English isn't my first language, Neiman. Stop shaming me. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know. Everyone shame Aaron. He doesn't know English. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you were saying. <laughs> yes, as I was saying. Um, you know, in elementary and middle school, it was not something that was as open. You know, it mm. was just like very small pockets. I guess. And for the most part, you know, for the most part, I, and I, I'm not sure yet, I, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I'm not sure yet if it's an age thing or a uh, with the times thing. And what I mean by that is, you know, as we, uh, as our age group, as in, you know, like Aaron and I's age group, mm-hmm. Um, as we have, you know, started transitioning into, you know, our 20s and kind of, you know, early adulthood, you know, I've been seeing more and more, um, just as an, as an example, right, on Instagram, I've been seeing a lot more people become more open, I guess, um, mm. or in terms of people, like in high school or middle school, I had previous notions of a person, right? Right. Come now those notions are completely different either you know uh you know now they have come out of the closet or you know maybe it's just a personality change or something like that um and i had no idea you know when i first met them you know in elementary or middle school but seeing them now is just really interesting because it's sort of that you know oh you know i didn't know you were this type of person you know what i mean and i don't mean that in a bad way it's just like a, you know, it, there's been such a disconnect mm. um, that it sort of is very kind of, it seems, dram- I don't want to say dramatic. It seems, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not dramatic, but it seems very uh, um, surprising, I guess, mm. in so- that, yeah, go ahead. So what you're saying is when you paint a picture of someone in your head, like their personality, their their behavior, their their being, I guess, their character, and it like something ends up, uh, something unexpected ends up, you know, popping up, I guess, 
it it kind of uh like i'm not i'm not sure how to put it yeah right but but yeah that's that's sort of like the the train of thought i'm going under that it seems very at least now jarring um in terms of like um it's like much of like a juxtaposition like another example that has nothing to do with the lgbtqa community Mm. um I had this friend, right? Um, and they, um, in elementary school, was just, you know, sweetest girl, really nice, you know, right. didn't really, you know, get into trouble. And then, uh, funnily enough, I'm on her Finsta for whatever reason. <laughs> um, even though I, we weren't really like friend friends. We were just mm-hmm. like, it was more like acquaintances, but I guess she knew me in elementary school. Then she went somewhere else or something. And then, so she followed me and I followed right. her back and it was, it was a whole thing. Instagram is weird. We can talk about that another time. It is. Social media and Instagram is. is a whole thing I can go off on. Internet culture is an entire thing. Yeah. Like it's not even an episode. It's like five. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we can go off on that. <laughs> we can go. We can. We definitely um, can. But uh, but she basically, come you know, high school and college, right? She started uh, to become much more raunchy, uh, mm. to say the least, uh, and much more, uh, I guess, outgoing. To put it pleasantly, um, uh. so. Uh, it was it was just very interesting seeing her turning from like you know the sweet girl scout selling you know bible girl <laughs> into you know saturday night like party you know um yeah and i've seen some very interesting things on her finsta which i don't think i should have seen but i have because why not yep. um well, so I mean, surprise is a part of character development, so right, like, right, 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 yeah. and you know, and and it, that this is not at all saying that I'm judging her, right? Mm. Because I, you know, I I'm not one to judge, right? And I don't think it's I don't think it's right to judge before you have the full picture. And there's always ninety nine percent of the time you never have the whole picture of somebody, yeah. And that's something I had to learn the hard way. Um, you know, I think growing up. That's what I was trying to say. Thank that, you. <laughs> with the the full picture thing? Yeah, the full picture thing, yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um I think, you know, growing up too, right? Especially with, you know, the times that we are in. Mm-hmm. Right? Um and growing up in a I don't want to say conservative household because we definitely weren't conservative in the i mean conservative has another meaning at this point so like traditional i guess yes it was more traditional in that sense um we grew up in a very traditional household um and so you know let's just put it this way Mm. my mom wanted my two siblings and I to marry rich white people. I kid you not. (laughs) That's like a thing that she had genuinely wanted us to do back when we were kids. 
So it, it, it was like that type of household kind of thing. Um, and, you know, there are, I see, not that I agree with it <laughs> to some degree, but, <laughs> but, you know, I, what I'm saying is <laughs> if you can, like, if you can marry a rich white person and you want to, like, it, yeah, that's what I'm saying, right? You know, if they, if they got the goods, you know, why not, right? Um, oh, there you go, yeah. Yeah, if they, you know, like, hell, I'd marry Bill Gates if I could, like, geez. But it took anyway. me a second to, like, remember who Bill Gates was. <laughs> like, I. <laughs> that's right. I just. Gate- I, I have no idea. I just keep mixing him up with Steve Jobs and like mm. other, you know, like, I don't know, like every single tech giant just melds in my head. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? Just Elon Bill Jobs Gates. That's right. Wozniak, yeah, <laughs> you know, or Wozniak, that's his name. I yeah. know. They all do seem kind of like the same person in all honesty. Yeah, I know. It's like, jeez. I mean, especially with the, you know, like, oh, you know, if, if, if you're poor, but you don't die rich, you know, what's even the point of living? You know, that kind of like motivational stuff without even like, without even any regard for situation or that kind of stuff. Anyway, so Mm. that's Mm -hmm. not the kind of worms we're opening right now. (laughs) Right. Yeah. That's, that is another thing. Yes. So I guess life would be another can of worms i don't know uh in terms of like what kind of life like life life philosophy kind of thing i mean i have moments in my life where i'm like oh my gosh i'm literally a sponge inside of a machine that's made of flesh and bone and every single contact i have with the outside is through a limited perspective through my eyes nose ears and any kind of, you know, nerve endings that might make contact with the outside. And aside from that, there are plenty of things that I'm not seeing, I'm not hearing, I'm not smelling, and I'm not feeling. And that freaks me out. Wow. (laughs) That was a good analogy. I know. sponge? Yep. The sponge. Oh, gosh, I just got, like, goosebumps flashbacks, you know? The vampire sponge? You don't know what I'm talking about? Is this from Spongebob? No, it's from Goosebumps. I can't say there, I've, I've seen that one or read it. There was an episode where there was a vampire sponge where if wow. you treated it badly, it gave you bad luck. But if you treated it goodly, it gave you good luck. And there was something about a vampire potato, like Ooh. a vampire sweet potato too. <laughs> I'm not too sure. It was weird. Oh, I bet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen I haven't seen that episode of Goosebumps. I'm only familiar with probably the more popular ones in all, all honesty, probably like the dummy one, you know, the mask one. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, Goosebumps. Oh man, Goosebumps sends oh, man. me back. Goosebumps, yeah. Sends me back to third grade scholastic fairs, you know. It sends me it sends fairs. me back to it sends me back to fourth grade English class where our American teacher decided to pull up this no, it wasn't fourth grade. It was second grade. And it was like, oh, gosh. I remember we had an assembly because power went out. And so, there, oh, gosh. And there was a TV that was like 
you know, tied to a generator outside and we had to like watch goosebumps until the power came back on and it was <laughs> raining and storming and, you know, buses were coming in late and it was, it was mm-hmm. a whole thing. Gosh, I just remember that. Jeez. <laughs> I know. It's crazy what memory can do to you, right? I know. Wow. Jeez. I wish I would have watched, watched goosebumps in that kind of environment. Oh, would have really set the mood, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We watched Mount... We, oh gosh what else did we watch we watched Mo- monster house as well oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. monster yeah. house yeah and anastasia oh and I yeah remember that mm-hmm. and i remember that because like i specifically remember the part with rasputin's song mm-hmm. and aside from that i remember nothing nothing just rasputin's song you know <laughs> the dark of the night i was tossing and turning Yeah, I remember, I only remember, well, I remember that, but I also mostly remember the the other song, the (laughs) Once Upon a December, I think is called, or something. Once Upon a December. I think that's the month. I think, hopefully it's not like January or something. (laughs) No, 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 it was December. Someone holds me safe and warm. Okay, before we... (laughs) We already sang Istanbul Constantinople. No, Wait, we this is a Neiman. Stop! This is a Disney song. <laughs> is, it, is it actually Disney? I have no idea. I think it is. I don't know. Um, Anastasia. Disney? Question mark. That's the way to look it up. Uh, animation musical Anastasia. Yep, yep, yep. Evil Reserve Productions, 20th Century Studios, Fox Animation. We did it. Okay, never mind. It's not Disney. Okay. I think I don't. I I don't know. Well, I guess now it's. I guess now it's technically Disney, because. Yeah, because of the musical. I think recently. Uh oh! I didn't know they had a. Oh, did they have a live adaptation? Uh, they they had a live adaptation. I don't remember when it came out. Uh, musical came out when and speaking of coming out (laughs) (laughs) speaking of coming out oh there we go uh, yeah uh it was the musical opened on broadway at broadhurst theater on march 23rd 2017 yep okay three years ago actually yeah interesting oh gosh three years ago oh gosh it's 2020 ew disgusting it is indeed 2020 can you believe that living in the coronavirus times yeah oh gosh 2017 was a was a simpler time back when we thought trump was only you know incompetent instead of completely corrupt mm-hmm. but that's a that's a that's a whole other, other can of worms and i actually had a, another point to add before we close that can of worms please uh, like if someone comes out to you surprise like if, if you knew beforehand, okay, like, don't be like, oh, we knew, you know, blah, 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 because that kind of invalidates that experience, okay? Like, if you, like, even if you knew, at the very least, act supportive and don't be, don't gloat, like, you know, oh, we knew, <laughs> yeah. because coming out takes courage. Courage that I don't have, but anyway. Uh <laughs> Comes in all shapes and forms, and eventually. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Eventually. So it's like, 
And it took a while for them to get to that headset in order for them to open up to you. So don't invalidate that, okay? Act so, like, be supportive of it. And if you didn't know, and if it comes as a legitimate surprise, then be surprised all you want. Hey, it, it's them coming out. Mm-hmm. But don't don't stretch out that surprise, you know? Don't, don't like casually mention oh i thought you were straight for the longest time while sitting down or something like that you know because that's like sending a subliminal message invalidating someone in like a disney movie or something like that you know you sit down you know you 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 want to have a good time all Mm -hmm. of a sudden the main character talks about that one bitch that sits on the couch watching disney all day you know that that's what it feels like so yeah so don't be a dick (laughs) Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, exactly. Do not be an asshole. Yeah, do not be an asshole. Like, yeah. Yeah, no, I I agree 100%. Um, I think, you know, although nobody has personally, you know, come out to me, you know, I think the notion of, um, well, here's my take on it, right? Or Mm. I don't want to say take. Um, My hope, I guess, um, because I was thinking about it, right? And not sure if this is a hot take yet, but I'll just say it, right? right. So, just say it, Neiman. So here's what I was thinking, right? <laughs> I was thinking about television shows, and I was thinking about, you know, why do people have to come out anyway, right? And this was like way back, you know, back when I didn't really know a lot yet. Right. Um, and again, you know, I grew up in a religious household, mm-hmm. right? So I I was thinking, right, why do people even have to come out anyway? Like, what's the big deal, right? And as I began to thought or think about it more and more, right, um, and I was thinking about, too, kind of um, related to my train of thought here was the thought of feminism, right, which is a whole Mm. other thing. But the reason I bring it up is because, you know, I... uh, Interestingly enough, right, I was going down a YouTube hole of just random videos. Um, at first, they started out funny, you know, it was just like, you know, try not to laugh or die compilation or something <laughs> like that. It had like, it do be ball. like that, yeah, it really do be like that. Um, you know, with old like 2007 humor of like yeah. the fat kid dancing, <laughs> you know, and the you know, the sput- the stormtrooper wine, and it's a whole other thing. If you can get through this video, you're going to earn a free iPhone. If you can't, you're going to die. Exactly. Take it. (laughs) Take it from the man who speaks this close to the mic. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Win free free AirPods. Or get fucked by demons for eternity. (laughs) Well, those two possibilities are, you know. (laughs) Hmm. It's like, I think they're pretty comparable. (laughs) Um, <laughs> yeah. it's like that I, it's like that red button blue button meme all over again oh yeah the <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and then it's like that you know the, <laughs> yeah 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 but yeah uh, you were saying yeah. what was i saying oh that's uh, right YouTube funny bowl. videos um before we got into airpods and <laughs> butt demons sure um, <laughs> so i was going down that route of you know funny videos and i happened to stumble upon videos of, um, and the actual titles of these videos were like, you know, 
crazy feminist gets triggered or something like that. And at the time uh, I was like, oh, what's this? Because I, again, I was like really young. I was probably like 12 or 11. And I was watching, I started watching these, right? Mm. And I was very intrigued in the <laughs> sense that I, I, I was intrigued kind of, you know, because um, again, I like psychology, right? So I was thinking right. about why is this person thinking this way, right? And uh, I, I didn't really think about it at the time, but come, you know, years later, like right about uh, up until this year, I think, you know, as I thought about it more and more, you know, um, and I've started to grow my knowledge on the, you know, the topic. Excuse me. Because, um, it, you know, he, there's also the other argument, right? Where, excuse me, I feel like I'm about to like burp or sneeze or something. <laughs> have you been noticing that? I've been, I have, I was like, yes. It's like I'm on the verge of burping, but then I don't. And it's like, do it, do it. Hold on. Let me actually motivate you by. Oh, you're getting ready. My goodness. <laughs> there you go. Wow. Now I could you can smell... burp all you want. <laughs> yeah. I could smell that. I could literally, like, unfortunately, I, that. I can smell it too. Yeah. <laughs> I had cake for breakfast and now it smells bad. I don't know why. Alexa, play Despacito. Oh, yeah, I don't have Alexa. I'm poor. But you do have Despacito. <laughs> Despacito is a Alexa. No, don't look at her. Alexa is temporary. Despacito is forever. Anyway, so That's please right. continue. <laughs> yes. We'll always live on. Man. Always live on. That song was like, what, two years? Last year? Two years ago? I don't a long remember. ago. A while ago. Really? A while back. Despacito. Can't even remember. Came out when? It was 2017 again. Wow. Jeez. 2017. Was it really three years yeah. Ago? There you go. Yeah. Oh my. In the four years of depression that we have just went through, 2017 was the highlight. Very true. Very my true. Goodness. Yeah. Holy cow! I can't even. Wow. That the three years ago. That's Gosh. crazy. Yeah. Anyway time man <laughs> i know time goes by it flies like a moth yeah. going to a lamp remember the moth lamp meme Were you, you remember that sorry i'm going down like a mental rabbit hole right now like <laughs> i'm just talking I'm, I'm, I'm just like thinking to myself what it what even is time what even are our names you know what is this rapid pursuit of identity and then I think to myself, well, there are always, you know, funny cat videos and whatnot. So I ju I'm just going to not think about it. That's true. Yeah. You know, I, I've been doing a research paper that involves like nihilism and, you know, ideas exactly like that. You know, like, yeah. what's the point of life if all if we can just watch funny cat videos, right? Oh, man. Um, I hate nihilism. I'm just going to come right out and say it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I hate nihilism. How it's come? Just, like, I mean, sure, yes, there's the entire aspect of, you know, oh, you know, we're gonna we're all gonna die anyway. It's like there there's that aspect, you know, there's making life as fun as possible before we up and die. Like, there's that. But there's also the modern take of nihilism where it's like, you know, 
it's just childish where it's like oh you know we're gonna die anyway so i might as well have my you know patrol money you know i might as well have my you know you know this and that and whatnot you know what, what does it matter if i kill this person or if i you know kick this dog or whatever the fuck so it's like yes we're all gonna die boohoo but you shouldn't be a dick you shouldn't go out of your way to be a dick just because we're gonna die yes you're gonna die but you also have social obligations because you're not the only one that's gonna die and we might mm. as well make it fun together instead of just for you okay okay mm. so it's like pop off <laughs> pop off I'm sorry, I, yes <laughs> <laughs> But no, no, no. I I agree with your points. I think um, you know, especially in the show, uh, having watched you know both Rick and Morty and BoJack Horseman, right, right. which are excellent shows. Um, I would say I'm more a fan, or more of a fan of BoJack Horseman than Rick and Morty, right. but um, both of them tend to have those nihilistic uh, philosophies in mind, right? Right. And excuse me, um, but yeah, no. They, you know, without spoiling anything, I think one of the main points, especially of BoJack Horseman, is the fact of exactly what you said, you know, mm -hmm. yes, nothing really has meaning, but don't be a dick about it at yeah. the same time, <laughs> which, uh, you know, is basically the the answer to the um, the show uh, okay. in now terms of like... It, now that I think about it, it's actually like kind of you know, a general response to r slash neck period things. Mm, Just mm -hmm. thinking about it, you know, like, oh, I'm an atheist. I'm being socially prosecuted. Mm -hmm. right, exactly. Yeah, there you go. So it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But Sorry, go on. <laughs> excuse me. I think I need to drink water is that is what that is i think because i just yeah, had coffee so. yeah i i you're you're starting to make me worried <laughs> like it's like you you'd be making a point and all of a sudden <laughs> excuse me yeah, i'm like a horse like a, you know speaking of horse you were saying bojack horseman bojack horseman yes excellent <laughs> show um doing excellent my paper on that yeah um but yeah, that's basically the, the biggest takeaway of that show is, um, you know, because despite all of the things that Bojack does do, you know, he is, you know, how should I, it's hard to say anything without spoiling it, right. um, but it's good. It's a good show. It's an, it's an excellent show. Um, but yeah, again, the huge takeaway is, you know, there's different ways of dealing with um, mental health, which is a huge, also a huge thing in BoJack mm -hmm. Horseman, which I think BoJack Horseman does much more well than um, Rick and Morty does um, yeah. in terms of its portrayal of mental illness. Because I think BoJack Horseman does a really good job of portraying what actual depression looks like and, mm -hmm. you know, actual, you know, suicidal thoughts looks like yeah um even though suicide isn't really a huge theme of the show it's still there kind of like um right. there, it comes in there, bits and pieces there i like i haven't watched the show but i have seen clips of it there's there's like a certain theme of death i think yes like death is a, a huge theme especially in that uh, in that show too both metaphorically mm -hmm. and literally 
Right. Um, yeah, but it's just a, the thing I really like about BoJack Horseman is probably my all-time favorite show, just because there's so many layers of the show that it's. I'm finding it difficult even to write a research paper on it, just because there are like hundreds of topics that you could go mm. off on about. Mm. So that's why I really like the show. Um, there's lots of complex interwebs uh, and whatnot, and that's what I usually look for in the shows anyway. Um, that's why, as opposed to a show like Rick and Morty, for example, right? Um, Rick and Morty, although it is entertaining mm-hmm. um, and kind of it almost has a similar like joke style to Bojack Horseman, albeit yeah. more kind of, um, I guess, what's the word, macabre, <laughs> in terms of its um, uh, humor as mm-hmm. opposed to Bojack Horseman. Um, Morty, yeah, Morty. I can't Morty. do that. Yeah, <laughs> I wish I could do the voice, but <coughs> Morty, Morty. <laughs> Oh, I, I should have done it earlier when I was doing all of <laughs> yeah, those like, hiccups. My goodness. Perfectly nailed. Morty. No, Morty. Mor- Mor- we need, yeah. to, we Mor- need to go to the butthole dimension, Morty. 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 All right. I can't do it right now because I, I still have like a bits and pieces of morning, morning voice. But voice. yeah, mm-hmm. like, gosh, I need to start watching BoJack Horseman, right? Like at some point. But uh, at, like... Another topic I actually want to talk about uh, that's relevant to things like, you know, Rick and Morty and Bojack Horseman, even though they do have all these themes and they do have, you know, funny scenes and Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. I just cannot, like, I have watched, you know, the first and second seasons of Rick and Morty, but then it just like, then I kind of like, you know, drifted away from it mm-hmm. and it's not because of you know the themes or it's not mm-hmm. because i even didn't like it i actually did like it i enjoyed it but adult cartoons like bojack horseman or rick and morty or you know all these other things that are popping up on adult swim i think mm-hmm. is just watching them is like becoming a chore for me mm-hmm. because it, like like I like adult cartoons. Mm-hmm. I don't like what the current, like the current, like hit adult cartoons are doing with their adult cartoons. Mm-hmm. Like the, like the some of, like for some of the cartoons, the only reason it's adult is because in the punchline, one of the characters says "fuck" and that's it. Mm-hmm. That like that's every that's everything that makes it adult. Mm-hmm. And sh- like adult can mean many things, you know, like right. messed up sense of humor, like messed up jokes that like, you know, adult themes, adult, you know, topics and whatnot, adult mm-hmm. commentary, for example. But it's just sometimes the writing gets so lazy that the writers have to fill it in with just unfunny jokes mm-hmm. that are filled with, you know, like you like recycled stuff and Mm -hmm. useless cuss words you know yeah it's just and it becomes exhausting you know like i'd be laughing one second and just sighing the other because for fuck's sake another needless you know thing in there Mm -hmm. just put there because you can't even come up with something proper to put in there instead Mm -hmm. come on man i'd like this is not me calling out the writers. I love the writers. I love what they're doing with the shows. I just wish they could be like 
they wouldn't be recycling the stuff that have been done in other adult mm. things, mm-hmm. you know? Like, for example, the interview. Yes, mm-hmm. it was funny. It was hilarious. I loved what they did with Kim Jong-un's character, mm-hmm. right? But, <sighs> come on. There are just too many seconds. Like, first sex joke, it gets a really good laugh out of me. Second sex joke, heh <laughs> that's nice. Third sex joke, kind of, you know, like, air out of the nose scenario. Mm-hmm. Fourth, fifth, sixth, uh, the dozenth, you know, uh, like, sex joke, come on. It just yeah. becomes exhausting mm-hmm. to watch after a while. Yeah, I know what you mean. Same for Sausage Party, too. That was just a mm-hmm. train wreck. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen any of those films. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've seen clips, that, yeah. but uh, no, 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 you're yeah. all good. Um, the Dude, only honestly, clip... like that's what I think that's why clips are becoming a thing right now because people just can't watch the full movie. They just watch the clips instead because watching the full movie is exhausting. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry, I I kind of cut you off for a second. No, 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 not at yeah. all. Yeah, no, I I totally understand. Um, and I probably would, I, I would agree with those uh, statements. Um, excuse me. Um, I've started to notice it more God and more. Oh, did I do it again? Yes, you did. <laughs> I see. I'm not even noticing it at this point. Holy cow. Um, but no, I, I, I've started to notice it more and more recently. Um, I guess it, like coming, you know, both with. Oh my God, I just no. did it again. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Neiman, I sw- just burp, just burp, dude. Nobody's gonna Speak judge while I drink water. Can- <sighs> Hello, I'm speaking while Neiman is drinking water. Hello, Neiman just refuses to burp and therefore he suffers. Good for him. Hello, are you back? Yes, you I'm did back. it again. You. you did it again. You fucking. I'm too bitch. polite. I'm sorry. Damn it! You you even say sorry while you're saying you're polite. <laughs> God this, this is what you get from being raised in a traditional household you have oh such polite manners <laughs> i was raised in a traditional household neiman oh that that is true yeah so wait what, was that then. you calling me out whoa there of course uh, are you too yeah, that's good to, are you too good to burp princess <laughs> yeah exactly now where's my diamond ring i need my diamond ring God, Zoom had to automatically lower the volume for me when you did that. <laughs> that was so Are funny. You I was like, no, I'm I'm dead serious. Zoom literally lowered the volume on my. Th- oh my gosh, people are uh, gonna start roasting us because we're recording this on Zoom. What have you done, Neiman? Nah, nah, nah fam, <laughs> nah, fam. They right. they will relate to us because we're we're just like them, right? Yeah, there you go. Relatable content. Oh my god. Like comment. Give us and all your income. Yes, we're... please. Yes. This is this is how my career as an e-girl starts. Oh yeah. No, we yeah, yeah we should definitely start an OnlyFans. <laughs> we should <laughs> watch me as I play Mario Kart themed with a pencil with my Pussy. Mm, yeah. <laughs> uh, and if you subscribe to my Patreon too, I'll show you what else I can do with that pencil. I'm gonna stuff this banana up my nipple hole. Give me all your income. Yeah. Okay, before this gets too weird, you were saying. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, goodness. Yes, we were talking about adult we love, films. We were talking films. about clips. That's right. And... Um, oh, that's right. Yes. Um, <laughs> talking about... Uh, uh, I've started to notice more and more recently... Right. Um, good dialogue from bad dialogue. I don't know if I've mentioned it in this podcast. Um, we but... briefly went over it at some point. Right. Yeah, yeah, we did. We did mention it previously in a previous podcast. Um, with good dialogue and bad dialogue, because mm-hmm. um, I've had my fair share of both, and I've only started to notice it more recently. Um, I think just coming, especially with this humanities class, weirdly enough, um, mm. just a, with all the sheer amount of analysis we have to do <laughs> with every single you know thing we come across, um, I, it's kind of almost become second nature to me to you know analyze, especially in shows, right? That's why I think. That's why I think, especially with the comments that you made, like mm-hmm. you would definitely love BoJack Horseman because nice. BoJack Horseman, I think, has one of the most, uh, what I think is productive dialogue. And what I mean by productive dialogue is it's dialogue that actually makes it that actually makes sense. It's mm-hmm. stuff. Well, first off, it's stuff that people would actually say in real life, which I think a lot of shows do really poorly. Right. Um, like, for example, you know. In a lot of shows I've seen, they would just, the dialogue just doesn't seem real at all. It either seems very expositional or it's just really, you know, kind of almost kid show like where it's very straightforward, right. um, almost like a bad improv scene, which I've, <laughs> I've had tons of bad improv scenes, but it's sort of like that thing of like, hey, mom, I'm off to school again. Oh, great, honey. Make sure you don't run into that bully you always see after school oh kind of thing. I think there was um, a word for that. Indicating? Yeah. yeah instead, of, instead of playing, you know, instead of playing your character and making sure your objectives are clear, you're instead indicating what you're doing and indicating an emotion. Right. So it's like, I agree with what you're saying. And like, you know, some dialogues out there like i think dialogues are a spectrum you know between unrealism and too realistic Mm. you know like Mm -hmm. because there's a difference between you know like hey there aren't you that bully that's bullying my you know younger (laughs) sibling like that kind of unrealistic dialogue and then there's you know you have to file your tax returns before the end of the week or else you're right, going yeah. to be tried in a fa- like it, like yeah in order for it to seem realistic but not boring realistic enough to become yeah. boring for the audience yeah and like it just has to find a sweet spot in there you know right. I'm, I'm doing a gesture right now that i really don't i don't want to do and the audience is not going to see that so <laughs> i'm just going to skip past that and like speaking of good dialogue like shows that take place in like a modern you know modern environment scenario right like for example modern century or like you know what 20th century for example you know post vietnam war or something like that yeah or in the future you know a cyberpunk scenario because we really can't know what the future is gonna hold in us so we might as well just make everyone a dick and make them speak like us right like there you go dialogue solved and coming up with dialogues for those are easy but i'm like since i'm going down like the netflix spiral hole right i've began i began watching like you know 
not documentary films, but historical, you know, dramatic films. Oh, like you know, period like, dramas? So like, kind of, yeah. Like period, like for example, Marco Polo, mm, right? Mm-hmm. The, like some of these shows, not Marco Polo. Marco Polo has great dialogue so far, but some of these shows don't know how to portray dialogue from the past. You know, mm-hmm. and like the this has been a problem in many kind of shows and many kind of movies that I watch. You know, just coming up with the most lamest, you know, like shallow dialogue that's like only scratching the surface of the actual dialogue that might have take taken place in that period. You know, like oh my king, you are so gracious. Thank you for this line. Oh yes, indeed. Now serve me well. Like it's just it's just bad. You know, mm-hmm. it's just there is like. Most of the time, there's nobility and like, you know, like when they're, when the, when these shows and movies are portraying nobility, there's none of the eloquence, none of the turn of phrase, none of the political talk that's going on in there. It's just laid out there and you have to pick up the pieces and what next? Just the, it's, it's like, it's a plot right there. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Eat it up. Eat it up. And when, you know, when common people are put into the... Commoners. Put into folk, commoners. Uh, peasant. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I'm saying it like this because I'm a queen. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we stand. Anyway, so... <laughs> so I was saying, like, when commoners are portrayed, none of the, you know, rough and rowdy talk, none of the, you know, like, fatalistic, you know, humorful speeches are in there. It's just nothing. There's nothing. No substance. It's just like it's gilded shit. There's no other ways to put this. It's gilded shit. Period. Okay? And this was the problem with you know Game of Thrones. And hopefully we're not gonna get into any trouble for me saying this, but I'm sure we won't because it's universally agreed that the eighth season of Game of Thrones sucks ass. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is not a spoiler. It just sucks ass, okay? And if you haven't watched Game of Thrones and you're planning on watching it, well, I'm just going to tell you right now, we hit the 50-minute mark. I don't care. I'm going to talk about Game of Thrones, okay? Some of the plot, okay? So period. earlier, earlier, period. So earlier seasons, right? And I'm sorry, I'm kind of going on and around right now, but I really want to talk Please. about this, okay? Earlier seasons, there was so much good dialogue. Okay, there was so much substance in there, you know, like Stannis Baratheon's navy is approaching us, you know? Like, it's just there, you know? You can feel the political intrigue in the air. Just like, you can cut it with a knife, it's so tense. And later seasons, it's just, you know, we have all seen the memes, you know? She's my queen. We need allies. She's my queen. We need allies. She's my queen. It's the same thing over and over again. You know, like, one thing that really stood out for me was, okay, when, when they, uh, major spoilers, when they, surprise, surprise, defeated the Night King and they're having a celebration or something like that, or was it before? I'm, I'm not really sure. I didn't pay attention because the dialogue was shit. <laughs> The, with the wildling leader, right? The redhead one. I can't remember his right, name right now. The only good character in Game of Thrones. Uh, Something with a T. I, I, I don't know. This is not me asking his name. I, I just can't remember his name. He was like, he saw one of the waitress girls and was, not, was like, you know, or no, the waitress girl talked to him and was like, 
I don't fear you. And he turned to her and said, you should. And that's nothing. That's shit. What is that? (laughs) So poetic. (laughs) Yeah, so poetic. Like there's literally no, and it's nothing too. It's not like there's nothing before that, and there's nothing like there's nothing leading up to it, and there's nothing after it. It's just a thing they throw in there. It's just bones they throw in there. Bones of a dialogue they throw in there, just to you know get some substance. And it didn't. It didn't have any substance. Because it's shit! And that's the end of my round. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I haven't seen Game of Thrones yet, so... Um, oh my gosh. Just stop watching after season seven. That's why, that's why they really... So it. I hear. So I yeah. hear. Yeah. Um, yeah, what happened? Like, did they change writers or something? Do you know no, anything about... No, no, no. See, about... here's the thing. Uh, like, Season five was the last time they used stuff from the book in order to actually like, like season five was the only thing they got from the book. Right. And aside from that, the writers had to go off on, you know, like, um, what's his name? <laughs> this is the, oh, uh, the writer of the game of Thrones, the guy uh, who George R.R. R. 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 Martin. I, th- I think, yeah. George R.R. R. Martin. Yeah. I think that's the, I don't think of yeah 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 George R. R. The... Martin yeah okay yeah yeah he like they only had uh you know George R. R. Martin's <laughs> notes to go off on and they had to fill in the gaps and they did a good job with season six not gonna lie it was actually pretty good you know I felt chills with a you know King in the note you know all that kind of stuff and I had like it was good season seven was not as good. You know, there was a stumble in there. There was a stumble, and it was like a visible stumble in there. But still, people were still intrigued, you know? So, when season eight was announced, right? And season eight was announced as as the final season, people were kind of surprised. But you know what? They can't mess it up that bad. You know, there's been this buildup. Sure, there was a stumble back in season seven. But season eight is going to pick it up, and it's going to, you know, it's going to, it's going to punches in the you know metaphorically in the face you know just reach from the screen and strangle us and draw yeah like we had all these expectations then the announcement came that season eight was gonna be six episodes and that's when people kind of raised their eyebrows and suspicion like what because mm-hmm. usually it's how many episodes uh 10 episodes per season mm-hmm. and because like there were so many unresolved stuff right Right. So people were, you know, already raising raising eyebrows and, you know, looking at like giving the stink eye to Dan and David and we're like or Dan and D and D, right? Yeah. <laughs> they were giving the stink eye to those guys and we're like, you know, you didn't rush this shit, didn't you? Like you didn't rush this, did you? Like, we're actually gonna get some substance out of this. Like, this is actually gonna be a good thing. Like, the Night King has a dragon now. We're actually going to see what it does. And Jon Snow is going to fight the Night King. And he's going to kill him. And going to become, you know, the king among kings. King of the Seven Kingdoms. King in the North. You know, the big balls bad, big balls guy of the world. Yeah? Yeah? That's going to happen, right? That's going to happen. And there are so many videos that explain why... So many, you know, so much people were disappointed by season eight, 
And my favorite so far is because everyone knew what was going to happen because it was so obvious, you know, it was so, you know, pointed at people already had theories about how the thing was going to turn out. Yeah. And, you know, this is just a theory, but people think D&D just threw... Theory. Yeah. It's just a theory. Oh, save it for the podcast theory. <laughs> Please don't sue us, Math Pat. We love you. All right. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Finger, fingers crossed. Anyway, so, and, like, people think D&D just threw in a bunch of, you know, like, last-second adjustments to the script. Mm-hmm. Because they want to, you know, subvert expectations. Right. I really like that word, you know, subverting expectations. Subvert, anyway, I know, yeah. You know, that's what people think. And I, I think the same way, honestly. That, that's actually what George R.R. R. Martin said. About you know, the... About, you know, like, subverting expectations. Mm-hmm. You know, because, like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a good way to subvert, and there's, there are definitely bad ways to subvert. And yeah. from what it sounds like, season was eight bad way. was the bad way. Yeah. The bad way. The really bad way, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, now I got now I got to see Game of Thrones and no, watch until the end. Don't don't bother, honestly. <laughs> At this point, they ruined yeah. it. It sucks. It's forever, you know, it is forever infamous as that one thing D&D fucked up. And I they don't do. mean D&D as in Dungeons and Dragons. It's an excellent game, please. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, my favorite analogy so far is the... Um, uh, is the plot twist like is the difference between plot twist and suspense? Mm. Like I can't remember what video it was from, but it was an excellent video, and I'm sorry I can't remember the name right now. I'll give it credit into the now. I don't know. I can't remember which video was it, but like it's essentially dwelled into Alfred Hitchcock's theory of suspense, which was mm-hmm. if the audience like. If the audience didn't see that a crowd of people were gathered around a table with a bomb underneath it, then, you know, when it exploded, they would be shocked for a second and then it would like, like subside. But if they knew there was a bomb and nobody was doing anything about it, it would add suspense, Mm -hmm. you know? So if people knew what was going to happen, it would just be suspense. You know, they'd wait in Mm -hmm. suspense Mm -hmm. to see... Jon Snow as like King of the Seven, like you know, yeah. Lord of the Seven Kingdoms and First Among Men or something like that. I can't remember the titles right now, honestly. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's like, and what Dan and David tried to do, and this video explains so well. And I'm I'm just gonna use their symbolism. Yeah. What Dan and David did was they showed the bomb underneath the table, and then the clown came and killed everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a ridiculous plot twist. Wow, yeah. No substance, nothing whatsoever. It's just like why is Maybe the there? clown was the bomb the entire time. Whoa, that's such <laughs> a bomb, bro. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that that that's a good analogy. I, know. Uh, I can I, see I can't clearly. remember the video right now. Hold on. But please speak. I'm just looking at Oh the yeah, video. yeah, yeah. No, I think Yeah, no, I I I Totally agree with that. Um, now, I'm not a screenplay writer or a director by any means, but, you know, you don't have to be a chef to know something tastes bad, right? So, yeah. 
you know, you can still definitely recognize, you know, when something is poorly written um, or poorly acted out or, you know, anything of that matter. But um, yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that. Um, I think it is pretty ridiculous, you know, um, uh, and I'm sure you're familiar with Chekhov's gun, um, which sort yes. of yes. kind of is in the similar vein of, you know, if a gun is seen or shown explicitly in the, you know, play or movie or whatever, then it's bound to go off later on. And it's sort of that idea of, you know, why would you put something in the plot if it's not going to have a use, right? And, you know, I could go off on a whole thing about movies versus shows because I do think there are, obviously there are some things shows can do that movies cannot. Right. And I feel like we can we can probably dedicate an entire episode to this. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, long uh, story short. Ah, uh, yes. Um, Just but, putting that up. Yeah. Thank you. No problem. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I got class soon, so. Oh, I'll gotcha, just, gotcha. Yeah, I'll I'll uh, keep it brief. <laughs> um, but uh, long story short, um, I think you know, for in terms of what shows can do well, they can develop really great uh, character arcs, and mm. I think can flesh out um, a plot even more by going more into the nitty gritty details of each character. Um, because they have that ability to obviously go on for a long time um, and have um, sort of, it's sort of, the movie versus show is uh, sort of like, you know, marathon versus, you know, a 500 meter dash, right? Mm -hmm. It's sort of that idea of, you know, in a movie, although you have like a higher budget, yeah, um, you have that challenge of fitting an entire narrative in an hour and 30 yeah. minutes which is, can be really difficult um, to do well, right? As, as opposed to a show where you have that, uh, at least in most cases, you know, disregarding any politics mm -hmm. surrounding, you know, networking and, you know, production, which is a whole skip, other side skip of that, things. Skip that, skip that. That's another side. That's another right. kind of worms entirely. Exactly. But if you just consider, you know, the, the length of how long, the length of shows, you know, they have that leisure of being able to, you know, go into... Um, kind of those those more, right. I guess, slice of life um, kind of moments so, or dialogues. So, yeah, I agree with what you're saying. So you're saying, uh, like, shows can, shows have a, oh gosh, shows have more time to explain the world and develop its characters, while the movie has to, like, you know, it has a certain time to do it, but if it goes on for too long, we're just going to get distracted by the, like, distracted from the plot. So, yeah, I, yeah, I agree with what you're saying. I thought for a second you froze and I was going to freak out. <laughs> like, Never. Just Never. hold through my laptop and everything. Anyway, but... <laughs> how dare you? Anyway, so, yeah. And I think Lord of the Rings actually did this very nicely because they didn't like go out of their way to like indicate as most movies do in order mm -hmm. to like and they didn't have a narrative or anything either yeah they didn't yeah they didn't mm -hmm. or no they did no they yeah, yeah yeah they did in the very beginning with the elven lady explaining the explaining what happened but they actually did that very nicely too you know mm -hmm. like it's just 
a part of the entire story was mentioned in that brief, you know, that brief narration moment. And then we cut to the actual characters and their lives. And that actually explains the world to us, you know? So, and like they show the world itself while plot is happening. Right. And we understand what's going on, you know, even if you didn't read the books, even if you don't know what the world is about, you can still watch the movie and know what's going on, you know? Right. As long, you know, as long as you have the concept of fantasy down, because some people watch it and are like, there's no way there's a race of people that small. Yeah, no, that's what, fake. what are orcs? Magic is fake. What is going on? I don't what? like this dislike. How do you even get to this dimension? Where's the science right. behind that? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. they watch Star Wars like, oh, how do you know if spaceships are going to develop that way? And why, right. is, why is there a galactic federation that's kind of leftist, bro? So it's like, uh, it's, it's exhausting to talk about mm-hmm. all those stuff. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I totally agree. Um This has been. <laughs> Do you have anything to add? Um, now, now, I mean, I just, uh, I guess, really quickly, you know, ramping up, um, you know, uh, yeah. Again, I, I mean, we can dedicate a whole episode to this, but you know, right, I already wrote it down. Like show, bi- show nice. business. No, show I, I'm gonna write like show plot directing writing. Yep. Yeah. That's what I'm gonna write. <laughs> Yeah, because I I do think uh, I do think you know, uh, again disregarding the politics of movie production, which is a whole other thing, um, which isn't interestingly enough. BoJack Horseman also goes into a little bit, so it mm-hmm. gets a little meta at times because they talk about the production of you know things, right? Um, in ter- of like movies and shows. Um, so uh, again, we'll get we can get that, into that another time. But again, you know, just wrapping up. Um, I what I do think movies can do that shows can't though is you know I do think there's a level in that in that sense there's a almost a I don't want to say entirely different but a I guess different sent uh, sort of expertise or uh, I guess sort of mastery um, in movie making as opposed to show making because you know in movie making you have that time limit so you have mm-hmm the kind of um there has to be a sort of mastery involved in choosing what scenes go where what scenes to put in the first place you know um in uh you know and choosing the the pacing and like the color palette and everything whereas shows you know you kind of have again that leisure of you know having that time to really flesh out each episode um as much as you can um but, Watch Avatar The Last Airbender if you haven't already. Yes. It's on yep, Netflix yep, yep. now, so you literally don't have an excuse. That's right. So, so yeah. please watch it. I implore you. But and don't be like, you know, it's a kid's show. It sucks, man. No, it doesn't. I still watch it to this day. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's a bald person in it. Yeah, I know, oh. right? There's a bald person as the main character. I know. And he has tattoos. Who knows why I like that show? Right? <laughs> Who needs it for the plot? I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm here for Aang. Dude, yeah. Sorry, um, Aang, according to the movie. <laughs> we don't talk about the movie. Yeah. Now, that you've brought, now that you've brought up the movie, we have to, we have to 
cut this. We have, like episodes over. Go home. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This has been the third episode of the Can of Worms episodes of the. I really need to flush that out. Jeez, I'm so sorry. <laughs> All good. This has All been good. the third Can of Worms episode of the Save Torta Podcast podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Neiman. And we will all see you next time. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs>